Hey everyone, and welcome to Told Her, the podcast. I am your host, Devin Penny. I'm a certified self-development coach and author, and I'm here to have conversations with women in their 20s about being in your 20s, about what it was like to be in my 20s, if I have any regrets, any stories to tell, any experiences to learn from, words of wisdom, hopefully I want to share them. That's why I created this. So I want to kind of get right into it this week because I'm having conversations with a lot of my clients about body image and what that looks like for them and what it means to have confidence as a woman and to be empowered in that. And it's a conversation that I've been having for years, not only with my clients and friends, etc., but with myself, you know, we all have this understanding of what a perfect body is supposed to look like, what you are supposed to do in order to have that and maintain that, what you're supposed to look like postpartum, what you're supposed to look like in your early 20s versus your late 20s, what you're supposed to look like in a relationship versus out of one. There are a lot of different comments and honestly, a lot of noise around the female body just in general. And I think that sometimes it's hard to not get bogged down by those kinds of conversations and to feel like your self-worth is fully dependent on the way that you appear to the outside world. So with that said, I want to start with the fact that we are navigating this human experience in these bodies that are unique to us and particular to our own experience and journey. And it's so much less important than the emphasis that we and that society puts on it. It's wonderful to feel good. It's wonderful to look good if that's what makes you feel good. But at the end of the day, your worth and your whole being encompasses so much more than that. You know, it has to do with who you are as a person, your characteristics, your traits, the way that you treat people, the way that you treat yourself, the way that you treat the planet, the way that you operate in this world. There's just so much more to it than your physical outward appearance. And I think that the older you get, the more you kind of recognize that. And again, it feels good to look good and vice versa, but not at the expense of yourself and your spirit and who you are at your core. So my sister had a baby nine months ago. She is the cutest thing ever. I'm totally biased 100%, but she actually is the cutest thing ever. And she FaceTimes me with the baby often when the baby's like in the bath or whatever. And I've noticed in such a prominent way, I don't know why this is coming up for me in this way, but when you're watching a baby who has like chunky rolls on their thighs and so cute and they have a little belly and like they're just free to be themselves. And they're not thinking about how are these people looking at me? How am I being perceived? What do I look like right now? Should I suck in? Like those thoughts aren't going through the baby's head. And it's really been making me realize how conditioned and how programmed we all are to feel that way about ourselves. We do not come out of the womb like this. We don't come out of the birth canal and say, oh my God, I hope the doctor doesn't think that my naked body looks fat. I mean, it's just not how we operate or think. So when I'm looking at 
this perfect little child and thinking about how pure and innocent she is and how comfortable in herself she is even at that age and how that was once all of us. I also then have to look at why we can't maintain that attitude towards ourselves and our bodies and the way that we love ourselves and feel okay in our own skin. So obviously there is a direct influence from parents, guardians, etc. And I wrote a book on this, a workbook on this years ago, like during the pandemic called Mastering the Art of Internal Intimacy, basically just learning to actually like yourself in addition to loving who you are. And my first like intro chapter was about how when I was 19 years old, I found a stretch mark on my ass and flipped out and literally thought like my world is over. I'm going to be an old hag with stretch marks. And it took me years to walk back that thought process. And I've always been what I think other people would consider a very confident person. Like I've not ever been outwardly, um, I don't know, just hard on myself about my appearance, but I think that we all do. And the only reason why I have been able to keep mine at bay is because I've done so much of this internal work where I recognize how insignificant on so many levels outward appearances and also just doing what makes you feel good and being who you want to be is of utmost importance. So I think that we hear our whole lives from our parents, our grandparents, our aunts, our elders, the people that are around us, our direct influences, I call them, uh, how much they hate their own bodies. I mean, I remember very vividly seeing many women in my life, adult women in my life, look in the mirror and sigh or shrug or say, oh my God, I look horrible or I look so tired. And even though you don't think that that's having an effect on you, we start to mirror the behaviors of the people around us, especially the people who are our direct caretakers and providers. We are constantly mirroring that behavior. We're constantly watching and we are constantly absorbing the things that they're saying, whether they're directly to us or not. So growing up in any sort of environment where women were hard on themselves about their own appearance does sort of trickle into our subconscious. And I think that it becomes this idea of, oh, if this person who I'm looking at and thinks looks great or thinks is beautiful or just love unconditionally doesn't feel that way about themselves, then I don't deserve to feel that way about myself either. Then there are indirect influences. So this is social media. These are the magazines, the tabloids, the celebrities, the people who we look up to, the ad campaigns that we see, all of those influences that then really start to infiltrate us, even from a super young age where we're not really privy to the fact that we're being influenced. So I think that those two things combined, direct influences and indirect influences, start to not only, like I said, infiltrate our subconscious mind, but start to give us an idea of how women are supposed to act, how they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to look. And if you are not this, then you are not good enough, no matter what else 
you have going for you. Then we have people who will actually say things to us that will impact us and that will play on a loop in our head. We have to recognize that a lot of times, especially in early adulthood, so in your 20s, the voice in your head is not your own. It comes from usually your primary caretaker, the person who you wanted to please or who you knew was taking care of you and who you wanted to make happy or basically were attached to, and secondarily, those outside influences. The people in the magazines who say, this is what I ate in a day, and this is what you should do if you want to have glowing skin and be XYZ weight, etc. So I think that it's really hard to assume that with all of that chatter and conversation around us, and then the chatter and conversation that's actually to us. So for example, you know, I grew up in a very body conscious family. Everyone's always talking about what kind of diet they're on, how much weight they've lost, how much weight they've gained, all of those things. And when they are speaking to you, they're not meaning to say anything in a negative way. But a lot of times the conversation turns into, oh, you look so X, Y, and Z. And even if it's a compliment, you get this understanding from a very young age that people are always looking at your outward appearance and always looking at what you physically look like. So if you're not having a great day or feeling like you're having a great day, and then you know you're walking into an environment where you feel like people are just automatically scanning you up and down, that's very uncomfortable. And you'll do a lot of things in order to minimize that experience but still the loop is playing. So I think that it's really important, A, to forgive the fact that this is the way that people are and to be understanding of those people who were commenting on their own bodies, commenting on your body or your appearance, their appearance, etc. A lot of people are just raised this exact same way and conditioned to believe that this is a conversation that needs to be had 24-7. I just watched an interview that Renee Rapp did, who I think is just like, she's just such a badass. I'm so obsessed with her right now. Like I just, I love everything she's saying. I love everything she's standing for, aside from the fact that she's super fucking talented. She's just being interviewed by someone the other day and they were talking about how people were making comments about her outfits or her body. And she basically said like, the fact that my body is even a discussion is so inappropriate and so unnecessary. And this is exactly how I feel. I don't necessarily think that we can't have positive conversations about bodies and appearance, but I do think that on some level, it really needs to be decentralized from our lives. Like the constant conversation about weight and dieting and all those other things your body when it's healthy, your body when it's skinny, your body when it's fit, your body when it's strong, even that stuff, the biohacking, the podcasts, like everything about what we're talking about comes back to physical appearance and your body. And I'm not saying that we're not having other conversations, of course, but the reality is, is that this is at the forefront of our mind because it's been made to be. So I do this exercise sometimes with my clients and I run a workshop that deals with confidence and, and restoring it. And my biggest point in all of this is that we have unlimited confidence. We are born with unlimited confidence. And then it is shrouded and diluted and covered up by all of this different commentary, all of these new ideas, etc. But that it only ever needs to be restored. It doesn't need to be 
taken or gotten from anywhere. So it's already within you and it's just about uncovering it. So if you could visualize right now like a board, like a poster board that you used to do school projects on with the word confidence written out in big, bold letters. And then visualizing if you were to take a post-it and write down the first thing that you ever heard that made your confidence feel a little shaky. Okay, that's one thing. Put it on that board. Then the next thing, then the next thing, then the next thing. There would be hundreds, maybe thousands of post-its of things that you've heard, thoughts that you've had about yourself, thoughts that you've had about other people, etc., on this board. And it completely covers up the word confidence. So our job as adults is to start looking at each one of these post-its one by one and dismantling the idea, separating it from ourselves, giving it back to the person or the people or the institution that gave us the thought to begin with until the word confidence begins to reappear. Because again, it's always there. It's just covered up by all this other crap. So that's really the first order of business when trying to restore confidence. If you're feeling like you're having body image issues, if you're feeling like you just don't feel worthy enough of the things that you want in life and you don't really know where to begin, it is understanding that confidence, one, is inherent, and two, that it's just about being uncovered. It's not about taking anything from anywhere. So with that said, it's really important to remember where we got a lot of these thoughts from and then to peacefully, mentally, telepathically, however you want to do it, give it back to that person. Give the idea back to that person. If somebody has said to you in the past, oh, you're starting to look like you've gained a lot of weight, that post-it that says you've gained a lot of weight comes off and you give it metaphorically back to the person who gave it to you and say, this is yours, this is not mine, I don't want anything to do with it. That is how we start to restore some of our confidence. The second piece of all of this is that confidence comes from trusting yourself before anything else, understanding that you are going to be okay no matter what, under any sort of circumstance and when faced with any sort of challenge in your life. Honestly, good times and bad times. So knowing that is also knowing that the way you create a trusting relationship with yourself is that you make and keep promises to yourself, big and small, so that you can start to gain a sense of security within that. And this is important because this is how you begin to build the foundation of your life. You trusting yourself is one of the pillars of having a life that feels good. To trust yourself affects your confidence beyond anything in the physical. And this is what I think we need to really understand is that when you're talking about confidence, as much as it has to do with outward appearance, especially in today's day and age, that it mostly has to do with the internal relationship you have with yourself that's being mirrored in every other aspect of your life. If you don't like yourself, if you're not feeling good about yourself, you're not going to feel good about any other thing. And I say this to my clients, when you start to nitpick other people's lives, it's because you have some inner work to do. It's easier to project the stuff that we have going on inside to the outside world and to say to people, this is what your problem is. And this is how I think you should fix it. Instead of pointing the finger back at yourself and seeing where you need to maybe make some changes. 
feeling good about yourself starts from within. And it starts with, again, dismantling these ideas that we've had about ourselves for so many years that make it seem like it's impossible to be a confident person. But in order to embody the confidence and to be someone who truly feels good about yourself, it starts from the inside and works its way out. And when I flipped out over my stretch mark, it was not necessarily because I cared so much about a mark on my body. It was because I was having a horrible time. I was in a depressive episode. It was the icing on the cake. It was not something that was an isolated incident. It was because I didn't feel good about anything that was going on in my life. And here was a physical representation of that. So when you feel good about the things that are going on internally and in your life as a whole, the external representation of that starts to come through. And not only do you stop worrying about so much of what you look like to the outside world because you just feel good, but you also gain perspective in understanding that how you feel is much more important than how you look. And that's just the truth. I really want to get into this on a much deeper level, but I kind of want to leave it there this week because I do think that I'm going to do some confidence workshops and things like that, that people can join and be a part of an actual discussion where we're talking about dismantling these individual thoughts that are specific to you on a larger scale. But I think that if you're feeling down right now and you are lacking confidence that the first thing to do is to separate yourself from some of these thoughts and some of these stories that you've been telling yourself and to know that you have access to your confidence at all times. You haven't lost it. It just needs to be uncovered. And the only person that can do that is you. So feel empowered today to change the narrative and to give yourself a little bit of a break and some breathing room and to understand that your confidence comes from so much more than your outward appearance. And in fact, that that is the thing that will follow suit when you internally start to feel good. That's all. Have a great day. And I hope that you feel empowered today to take good care of yourself and to do what you need to do in order to feel good. Oh, 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 oh,